The InvinoFab podcast brings meaningful conversations to our community of listeners. Part of this is sharing stories with and by our friends like Telesom, who want to bring meaningful experiences to you. At Telesom, we're on a mission to create meaningful work for sommeliers, meaningful connections for wine lovers, and to change the face of wine. For this season of InvinoFab, we're honored to raise a glass with sommeliers who want to share their wine secrets and knowledge with you. For this season of InvinoFab, we're collaborating with Telesom to fill your cup and your ear with sommelier stories, uncorking the wine tales. So we had a chat with Vanessa. You must have heard it earlier this week. And if you hadn't, please go back, learn about her story and how Telesom got started, all the fun things they're doing. This episode, we thought we'd dive into the questions that we're going to ask some sommeliers this series. So for the uncorking wine tales, Vanessa gave us a whole bunch of great questions that they have at pop-up events. And so we are going to do a little Q&A with Vanessa Raymond, the founder of Telesom, and learn what her thoughts are on wine. And she questions us as well. So hope you enjoy this little part two Q&A with Vanessa. I was wondering, I look at these questions that you shared with us, because you have some around the um, kind of the pop-up, uh, past Telesom pop-ups. I wondered if you could answer a few of these. Um so we'll see what you're really excited about. So one of them is, what food and wine pairing are you really hyped about these days? Oh, okay. Well, I just posted something, so I kind of have an answer. I was at a wedding this weekend, my first wedding since like being vaccinated, um, and they they got a moose. And they and they pulled like made pulled moose, so it was like barbecue and pulled moose. And moose is kind of a little tough. It's not fatty, so it really needs the like sauce and all that. And then one of the Psalms had like recommended to me this bottle of Chenin Blanc bubbles. I think it's French. And they're really complex and interesting and almost like a little balsamic in there, like almost a little vegetal, like not like any bubbles I've ever had before. And they really went well with the mousse. So I was just stoked because we were going to open that bottle. And then I found out there was still more moose left. I was like, okay, we have to do this. So that's my jam right now. That's awesome. So if you were to pair a wine with music, then do you have any two pairings in mind for yourself? Like <laughs> that's hard. I, what was I doing the other day? I also love like the different formats. Cause I'm a total nerd and probably like very tragically cliched hipster um so I was playing Ella Fitzgerald on tape and I was like just loving being able to touch it and like have a whole album and be able to read the notes like total nerd stuff and I was drinking it was Chardonnay day like national Chardonnay day and I was like you know Ella is kind of like Chardonnay she's she's ubiquitous you can hear her at Starbucks in the bathroom and you can hear her you know in Carnegie Hall um but and there's, you could kind of dismiss her, but then there's just so much complexity and variation in her repertoire and her canon. Um, and she can be kind of like basic and also just like in the stratosphere level skill. So I was kind of mentally pairing that, but I didn't tell anyone. I haven't told anyone that yet. But. We won't keep your secret. Everyone knows. <laughs> <laughs> Secrets out. The other one that I like in your questions here is, What's your epic fail food pairing story that you thought would work, but it did not? Oh, shoot. 
Well, I had this uh, dried fish, which is like smoked smoked salmon, basically, but it's more tough. It's almost like a jerky, as opposed to what you would typically think of as smoked salmon. And this is like made by a person that like gave it to me. And I had all these white wines. I had, yeah, I, again, because I'm only drinking white wines. I had a Chardonnay and I had a Sauvignon Blanc. Oh no, it was a Caracante. I've never said that out loud. It's an Italian grape. Caracante is kind of waxy. And they, like, if you Google it, it's like, they pair well with salmon. They also pair well with dried salmon. It was not, it was so bad. Like the, the, the dried fish is beautiful. It's this like savory umami smoky thing. It's so great. It's like textured because you have the skin and it's a little dried and can be a little like oily, but like good. Man, one of them, I forget which, it really just made it taste like you were licking the inside of a tin can. Like it just brought out the metallic part of the fish and the oil destroyed both. Like both were were trash after that. So I would consider that a huge fail. So you mentioned that, you know, you're currently focusing on white wine, but you, you know, drank mostly red wine previously. Can you tell us a story about the last time a wine took you on a sensory journey or took you back in time to uncover a memory? Yeah, that's one of my favorite things about wine um, and about this like weird discovery of, of whites. So the last one I can think of was I did a tasting with one of the telesoms named Joe, Joe Barron, and he's Hungarian and he does a class on Hungarian wine. Um, and so we were drinking Tokai, I think I'm saying that right. And to me, it reminded me of peach snapple. <laughs> no disrespect to Tokai at all. And especially now that I know how you make it and all that, that goes into it, like really no disrespect, but I just tasted peach snapple and it took me to this time when my dad was working in shoot somewhere in upstate New York. Um, and us, he was contracting. So we'd go for four days and come back. And us kids, we were very young. And so he would take one of us with him throughout the summer. And so it was like the big treat to be able to go with your dad to stay in. Oh God, I cannot remember the name of it. Um, and we didn't like eat out much as kids or anything like that. And so we went to these uh, upstate New York, like total deli or diners, like nothing fancy at all. But to a young kid who doesn't eat out at all, I was like, peach snapple, bagels with like an inch of cream cheese on there, like Greek salad. Like there were so many new experiences for me. And so we, me and my brother became obsessed with peach snapple. So yeah, that was my sensory journey. <laughs> <I love that. laughs> You're talking to two people who live close to upstate New York. So we know how they lay on the food in the, yeah. the diners. It's good. I like it. Yeah. 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 I like this other one is um, what's using an emoji. What describes your approach to learning about wine? Oh, I love, um, it's kind of cliched, but the like um, detective emoji mm. and then the compass emoji. Yeah, I like those ones. When you're tasting a wine, how do you begin to piece the information together to make a guess at the wine? You know, with a few swirl, how do you hold your glass? What do you think about? What are you looking for? I was just thinking about, because we did a pop-up called Sombrain. And I couldn't remember if it was Emily or Abria, but one of them said, when you take your first sip, imagine the color and that will help you pick the fruits and the vegetables after. But if you just try and pull out a fruit or a vegetable, you might be like stuck. And I found that my brain can like translate a taste to a color much faster than 
a taste to a specific thing. So I've been really exploring that. And if you talk about music, there is this whole theory with, with jazz musicians where they say like, play these notes or this chord progression, but imagine a different color. So imagine green, imagine blue, and that will like change the tonality of the music that comes out of you. So I was like trying to see if there's any real connection between mm-hmm. sort of music color and wine color. Um, but for me, I basically like, I don't know if it's formulaic, but this is my formula. I smell the cork. I smell the wine. Like I smell the cork, take notes. I smell the wine, take notes. And I'll like take my time. I won't taste for a while. Then I'll taste and then I'll watch it evolve over time. But I'm not sure exactly how my brain works in pulling out what I taste. Mm. No, that's a good way to share it. And I bet you there is someone doing a dissertation on what you just said around wine flavor, yeah. as well as music and audio. I'm sure there's, there's someone working on it. There's somewhere. someone. Yeah, we there must find this person. Yeah. <laughs> what about you guys? How do you taste? It's a good question. I I do like looking at the cork and smelling the cork as well. So that's something it's funny to hear someone else say that. I'm like, oh, I guess I do that too. And it is really olfactory. So it is like the smell and the aroma. So I always have to make sure like I'm really clear on palate because I can get really distracted if I'm not. So that's something to call out. So when someone brings a bottle of wine over, it is really like I have to be not anything else distracted before, like an appetizer or something else, like they'll come out. Um, but yeah, I think swirling it a little bit, letting it breathe. If it's a, I'm a red kid. So your white wine venture is pushing me to think about that more. Um, so I think it's like let, letting it see how it opens up over time, especially with a red. And I am fortunate. I have a good sommelier friend in my life. Uh, he still lives in, he lives back in Dallas now, but I've learned a lot from the Psalms in my life. So I think um, that part of you reaching out was like, yes, we need more Psalms in our life because it was just bringing out nuances that we may not capture. So we'd have a conversation about it, um, where it's from, like what it, what, how it was made and who the winemaker is. So those are some of my favorite kind of ways that I enjoy tasting it. Uh, I miss people. So hopefully I get to do that again with people again. Yeah. Trace, what about you? Yeah. And I'm also strict, strict, pretty strictly a red wine drinker. So similarly, I was like, Oh, like maybe I should like explore whites a little bit, but about a year and a half ago, my family and I went to Florence and we visited some wine places and did some wine tastings. And as soon as you asked that question, I was like, Oh, like, I can't believe I forgot everything. <laughs> everything <laughs> so I must need to, I must need to go back. But yeah, I mean, definitely like the letting it open to breathe and swirling and smelling. And I feel like there was something about the tannins, like where they hit your tongue, but I can't mm-hmm. quite remember, um, remember what that, what that was. Patrice, we're going to have to get you a little wine notebook. It sounds like. I know. I know. Um, a big wine notebook. A big I forgot. <laughs> There's another part of my my process. Yeah, I'll go back to the label to see if I taste anything else. But mm. then after I kind of have like what I think I found in the glass written out, I go and check Vivino and I read all the reviews. And I'm like, oh, did other people taste this? What did they taste? And sometimes I'll go back and like re- refine what I thought. But that's my like community crowdsourced check. It's Ravino you use? Uh, Vivino. Vivino. Okay. Yeah. Nice. I've been thinking about like, there is like a process, like our house had to have like 
as our friend Edwin came over, he's like, get the glasses out. We need to clean these now. Like there's a cleaning of the glass process. There's been like, and this usually starts with a bubbly, like usually a white rosé bubbles. And like, they'd be like, okay, we're going to try this now. This will be the pre-red or pre-white before dinner. And then there'd be a red at dinner. Like, so like if you laugh at me, but if you come to my house, we have too many of every glass, but wine, especially. So I just laughed because I was like, oh yeah, we used to have it. It was kind of like a, an event, a gathering. Oh, how we miss it. Hey, let's do that on the Telesom app now, right? Thanks for listening to an Invino Fab and Telesom production, The Somalia Stories, Uncorking Wine Tales. If you liked this episode, tell a friend to subscribe and leave us a rating review in Apple Podcasts. Telesom brings the psalm to you. Check us out online at telesom.app or on Instagram at telesom.app. We can't wait to meet you.